What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. In today's episode, we'll be talking about the new injury update for Derrick Jones Jr. You know, can't go a week without an injury update, apparently. Uh, also, uh, updates on Tyler Cook, DeMar DeRozan's interview, um, the trade deadline being two weeks away, and the Bulls face the Raptors tonight. We're going to get into it right after this. All right, beautiful people. So, unfortunately, I come with bad news yet again. I know by this point, you guys should, are probably all aware. Derek Jones Jr. has a fractured right index finger uh, that's going to keep him out six to eight weeks. We know we were already preparing um, for Derek Jones Jr. to be to return because he's been out for a while. We were looking forward to it. Um, I think I talked about it in the last video as well. Well, now Derek Jones Jr. joins the likes of Alice Caruso and Lonzo Ball on the six to eight week period. The, all these injuries coming within, I think, like five to six days of each other. Um, so they'll all be returning around the same time. But what that does do is that this this roster, this team that we have right now is going to be our team for the majority of the rest of the season. Like I said, if, if that eight week period really, if they all come back at, towards the end of that eight week period, that would mean that they only come back with about 10 or 11 games left in the season, uh, which is enough to get them back going and get and getting started. But you know, at this point now, we can wait um, and stop any conversation about, hey, once this team gets back healthy, because this is going to be our team unless the Bulls make a move for the foreseeable future. So that means that Tyler Cook is probably going to be in the rotation for unless the Bulls, like I said, unless they make a move from now until the end of the season. Um, Troy Brown Jr. is going to be getting consistent minutes as well um, with Derrick Jones Jr. being out. Um, and it just, you know, the what what that does is a few different things, right? It'll A, it allows for... Um, the players to kind of know now what their role is going to be. It's no more kind of looking over their shoulder and, you know, hey, in five games, I may not be getting any minutes. Um, this team is going to be this team, like I said, unless unless the Chicago Bulls make a deal, which we'll talk about later in the video. Um, but, I mean, at that point in time, like, the Bulls, when with everyone that they have right now being healthy, have more than enough to compete and to continue to stay afloat. They have to get back to their brand of defense. They have to uh, continue playing with ball movement. Um, it's good to have. Of course, Zach and Demar back, um, and what that allows for you know Kobe to come back and being the, the scorer off the bench, um, things like that. It's going to be very interesting to see what Billy Donovan's rotations and lineups are right now. Alfonso McKinney's given us uh, next to nothing um, in his in his minutes so far outside of a couple of games. Uh, Troy Brown Jr. While he has had some games where he's looked re really good defensively more than anything, and he's hit some open shots. You know, he's become a player that Bulls fans really don't want to rely on either. Um, so it, it just it, it's going to make what what and how the, the bench production comes for the team very interesting. Now, we do have Javante Green back, which allows Tyler Cook to go to the bench. And Tyler Cook has, has looked really good um, for us in, in certain flashes in certain ways. He also has a left eye contusion. Uh, he's listed as questionable right now. So we're not exactly sure how that how long um, or if Tyler Cook is going to be out at all. He may not miss any games. But really, that leaves the Bulls bench to mainly be featured with Kobe White, Alfonso McKinney, which who shouldn't get any minutes, Malcolm Hill, who's shown some really good minutes for us at times, um, Tyler Cook, Troy Brown Jr., Tony Bradley. I mean, that's really it from the Bulls bench right now, unless the Bulls make a move. Now, uh, you know, something that we'll talk about later on in this video is the potential in the conversation that the Bulls may be looking, looking to do some things. Um, but, you know, as of right now, we kind of know what this team is going to be. and. The thing is, is that regardless of anything, yes, missing Derrick Jones Jr., missing Alonzo, missing Alex Caruso, they suck. And they were a big part of our rotation for a large part of the season. 
We still have DeMar. We still have Zach. We still have Vooch when he gets going. We know what Kobe can be off off the bench as a scorer. We saw the energy that having Jeff Green really brought back to the team. Um, So, you know, the, the team has key players, and we, we, we need to get the faith back in. We can't keep talking about who's out. At the end of the day, the team and who we have on this team has to perform um, up to their abilities, and they have to get back to being focused on the defensive end. That's going to make so many things easier for the Bulls because we know when you have DeMar, when you have Zach, when you have Vooch, when you have Io, who's shown now that, that, you know, a couple of games aside, that he can be relied on to get you 10 to 12 at the very least uh, if he's in that starting lineup. This Bulls team has to compete. Um, and so we'll be looking to see what Billy Donovan does with the rotation and the minutes and who steps up in the absence of those players. Let's go ahead and move on to the next topic today. I already talked about Tyler Cook and his left eye. He's listed as questionable for today. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens with that. You know, they'll probably see how the, how the eye is responding or not, but I expect him to be in this game. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, let's talk about his interview. Um, so his interview, when he said that he came into the season thinking he was the MVP. And, you know, the, that's going to get a lot of headlines. Every great player, even every good player, should have that mindset and that and that that mentality. And it's good that DeMar has it. It's also good that he talked about how the team that, that was built around them allowed him to be the player that he believed he was. Again, putting it back on the team. Um, and we've always said, and at least I've always said, that the makeup of this team, the thing that makes this, this roster so great, is the sum of its parts coming together when they're all playing well and playing together, and you get the best out of people. Him being next to, next to Zach, they, they bring the best out of each other and allow it really for no team to really double team on the two of them when they're both out there on the court. If you get uh, contributions from Vooch, I.O., Javante Green just playing with his energy, it really makes that starting li- lineup hard to guard in a lot of ways. So, you know, it's gonna. I'm, I'm really excited to see that. I'm really excited to get back to that tonight. It's good to hear this interview was just, every time DeMar DeRozan gets in front of a mic, it's, it's nothing but great sound clips. It's nothing but a great feel from it. And you get that calm veteran leadership that he displays on the court. It also comes out in his interviews. Um, you know, he's talked about I.O. again being special. And I love the, the mentor-mentee relationship between these two. I love the impact that he's going to have on I.O., not just now, right? This, these years that I.O. plays with DeMar DeRozan is going to be something that really informs and impacts his whole NBA career. The fact that as a rookie, he was able to come in and have a player like DeMar to take him under his wing, under his wing very early on. Don't don't underestimate what that does for the confidence of a young player and a rookie uh, to have that to start their career off with. And then, you know, whatever happens with DeMar at the end of this contract, whether he he goes away, he retires, whatever it is, um, it's going to be it's going to have a lasting effect on Io and Io, who hopefully is going to be a Bulls player for a long, long time. We're going to get to see the the effect of that for over the course of Io's career. Just love the relationship between those two. Um, it, it's special, right? And, you know, not every team, and some, some people forget, not every team has that. Because so often in this NBA, when teams rebuild, they really get rid of a lot of veterans. And it's really young players kind of figuring it out. And, yes, they build bonds together because usually they build around multiple young players. But to have a player like DeMar DeRozan to, A, mentor Zach as well, even though Zach's been in the league um, almost a decade at this point, um, to, to have him to mentor Zach to really get Zach's men- mentality into that next level, but also the young players like Kobe, like like Patrick Williams, who I'm still I'm sure is still soaking in some things, even though he's not playing, and Io DeSumo, um, as well as just the team overall and what what he brings. You see the effect and how different this team is down the stretch. 
when things get tight, when I, when they don't have a player like DeMar DeRozan on the court. And it's just, it's been a great season and half a season so far to have DeMar. And he's really added to the culture change that has come to the Chicago Bulls. So that's always good to see, um, especially as somebody who's been a friend of the franchise my whole life. It's just great to see that type of relationship being built and that type of, and the type of um, culture that we are now building here um, with the Chicago Bulls. Let's go ahead and move into our next to last topic. Um, that is the trade deadline is two weeks away. Um, so we have, and I said I wasn't going to really do any any type of trade talk unless we get reports uh, from from more ups than just the bull spec uh, spec fan speculation. Um, with this one, there are people who are reporting that the Bulls are looking for a way to bring in Jeremy Grant but keep Patrick Williams. Now, especially with the Bulls' injuries, I kind of understand that more. Especially if you can trade one of the pieces that are injured, as 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 you know, to match up salaries. And maybe that be more the key key frame of the deal, but I still doubt that that Jeremy Grant comes to the team. I still hold my very harsh stand, stance that Jeremy Grant is not coming to the team, and for a couple of different reasons. There are some basketball reasons. Again, look look at the advanced stats and the splits. The Pistons are actually a better defensive team with Jeremy Grant not on on the court. And we know the key thing. What we started this thing off this conversation about the four. It started with the Bulls needed a defensive four who can rim protect and and rebound the ball and hit open shots. Bulls players, once it started being, I mean, Bulls fans, once it started being talked about that certain players were available, focus in on those players, even though they don't necessarily fit in with what the Bulls need. And Jeremy Grant doesn't really fit that. Now, is Jeremy Grant a good basketball player? Yes, right? Nobody's saying that. But Jeremy Grant isn't going to have the effect that some Bulls fans think. And that is that Jeremy Grant is the answer to the Bulls being able to compete for a title. No, he's just not that. He's not that. And again, he, when you talk about him needing to be extended um, in, in at least a year, right? 2023 is when his contract's up. So he's going to need to be extended before then. And you look at the long-term financial outlook of this team, it just it doesn't jive there as well. Again, AK and Eversley, I trust in. So if they do make a deal, then they saw, thought it was the best deal for the team. Again, I, that, that's one thing that I've been pushing more so than these fictional trades with certain players is let's trust this front office and what they do. Um, so if it ends up being a, a Jeremy Grant deal, I guess we'll see. I still don't, I still don't believe that that's going to be the move. I still don't believe a lot of the smoke and mirrors around this Jeremy Grant conversation. I think a lot of it is cessationalization to try to get headlines and try to get clicks, but all will, all will be revealed in a little over two weeks. And I do have that trade deadline special that will be coming up on the day of the trade deadline, which I'll start streaming an hour before the, the end of the trade deadline, and I'll stream up to an hour after the trade deadline ends just to have a conversation about any trades that happened in the NBA that day, how they affect the Bulls' season, um, and, their, and their, their standing as things move forward. We'll be talking about all that. Make sure you're there for the trade deadline. I'll have it posted soon so people can go ahead and – I'll have it scheduled soon so people can go ahead and, and click to be notified of it and everything like that. Um, but that's why I think – let me know what you guys think about the potential of a Jeremy Grant get, deal if – and the, the talk that the Bulls are looking to keep Patrick Williams – if that deal were to happen, let me know what you think down below. Let's get into the last topic for today. The Bulls face the Raptors tonight. And you got to think that this is one of the reasons why DeMar was given rest, because you know DeMar is going to want to play big against his his former team. Um, the Toronto Raptors are nothing to shake your head at. They're, they sit right now eighth in, in, the, uh, in the Eastern Conference. They're not a playing team. Well, technically, they'll be in the playing, but they are sitting at the eighth spot um, in the standings right now. And the team that's really come on in January, as the Bulls have kind of you know, because of injury have, have faltered in January so far, the Raptors have had a, a really solid January so far that has really pushed them into being a playoff team in this season. This game is not going to be easy at all, especially when you look at who we have out and the intensity that's going to be needed. The Bulls have to play an intense 
full game of basketball, full four quarters, because if they have lapses like they did in last night, like uh, in, in uh, the last game, it's not going to be easy to hold on to that lead like it was the Denver Nuggets at all against this Toronto Raptors team that's young and hungry. Um, so, you know, going to be on the lookout for that. Does Kobe White finally get out of his slump as well? Does Vooch show up big against there? We know Raptors fans are going to come and say, Vooch has played historically bad against the Raptors. Does Vooch step up, have a big game for today? Um, when when we started off our season against the Raptors, that's when Vooch was really not playing well before he came on. Um, is, is Vooch going to be able to have a big game and to contribute to this team and to really be a complimentary scorer to what Zach and DeMar are going to do? We're going to have, have, to, have to have big contributions from Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. And what does Io continue to do? I think, and one thing that I didn't talk about, but the change of the uh, rookie and sophomore game, um, and, the, and and now that it's a tournament, be on the lookout for Io to have a really good tournament in that. I can't wait to see that during All-Star break and to see Io um, get to play amongst his peers and everything and where he stands because we know Io has a chip on his shoulder. And I fully believe Io to be in that tournament. If he's not, we riot. But yeah, that's, that's you know, aside there. But the Bulls versus Raptors tonight, our team has to come in. They have to play. They have to be focused on both sides of the ball, and they have to execute. Let me know what you think are going to be some of the keys down below against the Bulls and the Raptors tonight um, as they face each other. Let me know all that. Make sure you're following the podcast at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod.gmail.com. I will be opening the mailbag tomorrow. So if you want to get those texts and voicemails in, go ahead and do so at 773-270-2799. Like I like to end every episode on, Go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.